Welcome to another episode of the Two Shots Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Garcia. And on today's show, we're going to be joined by a recurring guest that we haven't had on for quite some time. We have the return of Jeff Garcia from News 4 San Antonio. And he is also the host of the Locked on Spurs podcast. How are you doing, Jeff? It's been a while. It sure has. And frankly, just because it's been kind of quiet in the offseason. But hey, the offseason is over. Media day has come and gone. Training camp is underway, so finally something to talk about, Joe. I know. It seems like it's been forever, but yeah, we did have Spurs Media Day. That was a big how-to. And uh, we're going to go ahead and talk a little bit about what we saw from the players, you know, as they went in front of the media and, you know, said some interesting things. So let's go ahead and just dive in and start with you, Jeff. I mean, who are you most excited to hear from in, at Media Day? Well, uh, the uh, few players in Popovich uh, that they uh, trotted out, I was actually uh, looking forward to hearing from what DeJounte Murray had to say, uh, considering he is back in action, uh, being away for almost a year, uh, playing uh, NBA basketball. It's his, his time to shine now, and it's his time to prove all those uh, social media posts that he put throughout the entire surgery process, post-surgery process, off-season, about him coming back. Okay, now it's time to show, and now it's time to get to work. And will he be that same player that he was prior to the injury? His stock was on the rise. His numbers were not that phenomenal, but you could definitely see the potential was there and he was climbing in that direction. So I was very excited to hear from him. I was also excited to hear from, <clears throat> excuse me, Derek White. Uh, you, you know, he's coming off a uh, breakout second half of the season last year. So all in all, there were just so many things uh, that White had to say, considering the fact that he's looking forward to Murray coming back and possibly teaming up with him in the starting lineup. I think that's going to be something that Spurs fans are crossing their fingers that it happens because that could be one of those quiet, unsung, under-the-radar one-two punches when it comes to the guard position in the NBA, let alone the West, Joe. Yeah, I agree with you. You know, that's one of the things that um, some, of, some of the fans were getting on me about yesterday as I made something, uh, I posted something on Twitter. And basically, it was yeah. the NBA releasing their top five duos. And I'm like, you know, there was no mention of, you know, DeJounte or, or Derek White together, you know. And I'm not saying that they've done anything to warrant even yeah. being in the top five, period. Would have been nice to have a mention, you know. And they're like, yeah. what have they even done yet? And everybody's getting mad. And I'm just like, really? I'm not saying that they belong in the top five. I just said there was no mention. And it wasn't just a mention yeah. of Derek or, or DeJounte. There was no, not even a mention of Lamar or DeMar DeRozan, which is to be expected. Or even an honor, an, just an honorable mention. Yeah, you know, they had teams up there on the board. It would have been cool just to see maybe the, the Spurs being up there. I mean, not, I didn't expect them to make the top five by any means, you know. But it, it would have mm -hmm. been nice to at least have seen the logo or seen the the name San Antonio Spurs up there somewhere, but there was other teams up there that had, you know, they had duos that hadn't even played a single game together. Like the one that took the top spot was uh, the Lakers with uh, LeBron James and, you know, Anthony Davis. And I'm like, well, yeah, yeah, it's, it's all hype, you know, but regardless, to, you know, of that, you know, it it's interesting to me how we do have this potentially one of the best backcourts in the NBA Mm -hmm. And and Derek and Dejounte. Now, will they play together, Jeff? Who knows? I don't know what what Coach Pop has in store. I don't think anybody does. But we are we as fans, we get excited of the what if you know scenario. Mm -hmm. So if 
the what if scenario does come into play, do you think that that's going to be like a, a really good formidable duo? You know, like everybody's kind of hyping them out to be. Uh, I think it potentially could be, and uh, but all everything hinges on uh, you know the young guys. These are two young guys. Um, let's not forget, as I mentioned earlier, Joe. Murray's been away from the game for quite some time. Uh, organized basketball. Yes, there's in the gym, in the offseason, and even training camp. But how will he rebound and play against uh, NBA foes during the regular season? That remains to be seen. And for White, was it lightning in a bottle? Was it just kind of, you know, right moment, right time, right place for White? Uh, but all signs show that it wasn't just simply lightning in a bottle when he broke out late last season. He was uh, applauded with Team USA, especially during training camp, as the best player um, at one point of uh, Team USA's uh, practices. So there's so much to build on. I can see why the national talking heads looked over White and Murray or just whoever, pick another duo in San Antonio. But Lamar and DeMar. Nevertheless, <laughs> yeah, Lamar and DeMar, you know, because the Spurs didn't make any sexy moves. Yeah. Uh, you know, they, they are who they are. Uh, it's not like they made a splash. Look, I mean, look who they picked above San Antonio or, or, you know, Anthony Davis and LeBron James, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. Those are big names. Uh, in the national eyes, Spurs don't have big names. So I, I can see why they overlook San Antonio. Yeah, that's fine. You know, they can keep sleeping on us. I think the Spurs do good when they kind of, you know, fly under the radar like they do mostly yeah. every single season. And then they start talking about them again when it starts getting near the playoffs and, Everybody's making a push in the West to, you know, see where they're going to have uh, guess where they're going to be seated as the start mm -hmm. of the playoffs starts to grow near. That's when things get a little bit more exciting. And then you hear nobody wants to see the Spurs, even if they might be seated eight or seven. And here we go again. You know, the, the same scenario mm -hmm. kind of plays out. But regardless, you know, it was good to hear from the young guys. And DeJounte was good to hear from from Derek White. And I thought DeJounte said something uh Pretty, pretty funny, you know, uh, over there. He was, uh, they were picking his brain in the beginning. They were telling him, hey, man, do you remember what you sent to uh, to LaMarcus? Uh, remember that that message you sent to LaMarcus? He's like, well, which one? The one where I was saying that I was looking for him? They're like, no, the, the message you sent him that had highlights in there. And everybody, <laughs> you know, not just LaMarcus, but DeMar, too. They were like, how did he send that big file with all these highlights? And he was kind of right. telling them what they needed to do to get better. Everybody was more excited about how he was able to send the file, not at the actual videos themselves. So I thought that was quite funny. I mean, what did you think about that? Yeah, that was funny, but that just goes to show you just how involved Murray was, uh, even when he wasn't playing, you know, being sidelined the way he was sidelined. That was an unfortunate accident uh, that pretty much got to him. So that was his way to still connect with the team. And it looks like it pays dividends because during media day, uh, there was a photo with him and DeMar hugging and having a big time bromance. You want to see that. You want to see that type of camaraderie from the get-go, um, you know, with this new season upon us. So all in all, I think it's all good. It's all love. But at the end of the day, they could take as tons of photos they want, hugging and high-fiving. They still got to get to work, Joe. Yeah, you know, and he said something uh, I thought that was very interesting, uh, DeJounte did, out of his uh, quick little, you know, interview that he had at Spurs Media Day. He was asked about Coach Duncan, you know, what do you think about mm -hmm. Timmy, you know, being out there? And he said, you know, he knows how to talk to us. You can't call Timmy old, <laughs> you know, because the guy <laughs> still looks like he's in great shape, you know, and he can still ball. Yeah. So I, I thought that was interesting how he said 
he knows how to talk to us. To me, that that was a key uh, phrase right there, you know, because you get a lot of these uh, assistant coaches and they might be mm-hmm. good, but they don't connect with the players. And it sounds like Timmy already, you know, has that connection with all these players because he's been in the practice facility so much. What do you think that, you know, he's going to be able to do, especially with these younger players and Derek and DeJounte and maybe even Lonnie? You're talking about uh, Tim Duncan, correct? Yeah, Coach Timmy. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it just goes beyond just simply the young guys, even the veterans themselves. Uh, uh, LaMarcus Aldridge, again, getting to work with uh, Tim Duncan, you know, because they paired up uh, briefly before TD retired. But to continue that education under Tim Duncan is going to do him well. And, yeah, he's an older guy, LaMarcus. But anything he can learn from the great Tim Duncan will benefit him. And I think the biggest uh, benefactor of Duncan coming back is actually Coach Pop. I think Pop, uh, you know, sees Duncan as a son. He sees Duncan as his equal. He sees Duncan as uh, somebody who can get to these guys. And I think at times last season, you saw the Spurs sputter. You saw the Spurs just look discombobulated out there. Tim Duncan would be a calming force. Because Pop can be Pop. He, he can get on the guys. But during Duncan's playing days, he was always there to console the guys who got the wrath of Pop. And I think that's going to be beneficial because this team is young. It's a very, very young team. So when you're looking at the young guys looking at TD, yeah, you know, hey, Pop got on me, but I know Tim Duncan's is going to be there for like a release foul of any stress or frustration. All in all, this is a great hire by San Antonio, uh, but it, it remains to be seen if he's going to be wearing a suit or just pick up fines <laughs> left and right because he's not adhering to the dress code. Yeah, I think Coach Pop, and that's what we're going to talk about next. Coach Pop said something funny. He says, they asked him, Tim Duncan does know that he has to wear a, a jacket, right? And he's like, yeah, I guess he'll pair it with some dress jeans or something and some tennis shoes, you know, so that, that would be his style, you know, see him out there on the court instead of being in a suit, uh, just a dress jacket, you know, like a blazer and, yeah. and dress down jeans, you know, and tennis shoes. That's, that's his style, mm-hmm. you know? So that was funny. Yeah. That's his style. Yeah. He has no choice now. He's going to have to bring some sort of fashion. Yeah. He's going to have to do something with it. So maybe some of these younger players can give him some fashion tips. You know, you got, you know, some of the players here that already have fashion lines, you know, you had uh, oh, yeah, Patty Rudy Mills. Gay. Yeah, Rudy Gay. Even DeMar. DeMar DeRozan's getting into the fashion yep. industry, you know. So. And Damari Carroll, too. Oh, yeah, there you go. So it's like, yeah. man, all these guys, you know, we got some some players here that are going to be on the catwalk, maybe, you know. You never know. <laughs> well, Rudy Gay already was on the catwalk over the summer. Oh, wow. So here, there you go. You know, we got some mm-hmm. some fashionistas with us on the team already, you know. That that the Spurs do. So I want to go ahead and talk a little bit about Coach Pop. You know, Coach Pop came in there and he was talking and playful. You know, he didn't even want to get behind the podium in the beginning. He goes, ah, I don't want to get behind that thing. And they're like, Coach Pop, you kind of get got to get behind the podium because that's the only way they're going to hear you. You know, and he's like, ah, oh, yeah. whatever. You know, so that was that was funny, you know, because he's just playing with the media. But he had an interesting point. I mean, right off the bat, they were asking him some questions. And one of the ones that's just kind of stood out at me is, like me and you had discussed, he talked about losing Davis Bertans. You know, he kind of made a comment about that. And they they were like, you know, you you lost Dobbs, you know. And that's the thing. Some people, he said Dobbs. Some other people said Dobbs. Here or there, you know, Dobbs, Davis Bertans, we lost him. Yeah. But. He he said something interesting. He goes, let's just say that was an unfortunate situation that was handled unprofessionally on a couple of different levels. That's not like Coach Pop or the Spurs to kind of comment on any of those situations, even though it was just, you know, mm-hmm. 
that's basically all he said about it. And they asked him again, well, would you like to reiterate? And he's like, no, I'm okay, you know, or no. <laughs> so, I mean, that to me was kind of surprising, wasn't it, Jeff? Yeah, I mean, he definitely uh, did not hold back uh, when it came uh, to the loss of uh, Davis Bertans and why he was traded away to the Wizards. And it all circles back to Marcus Morris and uh, how Pop described it as an unprofessional. Uh, basically, he just taking a, uh, he's blasting Morris for, you know, the situation and that it was taken care of poorly and that the team was blindsided by Morris's decision to back off from joining the Spurs. That, that that I was not expecting because the 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 mood was jovial. It was very lighthearted when Pop was up there. But the moment he got asked about losing Bretons, that's when it shifted and his ire went towards uh, Marcus Morris and what happened. And look, I, can you blame him? You, you know, pretty much this first traded away Bretons for nothing, and um, they lost a piece that really, in my opinion, would have really made this first team very dangerous in the Western Conference. Uh, adding a guy like Morris. Uh, but it is what it is, and yeah, Morris is no not a spur. He never was, you know. But the Spurs fans will get their chance at revenge uh, when he makes his one and only appearance on day one of the regular season for the Spurs at the AT and T Center, and then I think shortly thereafter, Bertans come. So it's kind of like boo and hiss, Marcus cheer and applause for Bertans just a couple of days later. So. Uh, but yeah, Joe, he really did not hold back and he let everybody know that he was not pleased with how things went down with Marcus Morris. Yeah, not at all. But one of the other things that was interesting out of this uh, conversation with Coach Pop is one of the reporters in the audience, which, you know, uh, is another guy that that I know, you know, Rudy J. Shout out to you, Rudy J. Uh, of the sports grind. He asked Coach Pop, how are you doing? You know, like he said, we we kind of forget that all these players and even the coaches, they're people, you know, it's like, how are, how are you holding up given, you know, certain situations that, that occurred in his, in his personal life with the, the passing of his wife, which is mm -hmm. something that anybody would have, you know, trouble getting over, you know, it's something that's always with you. So he kind of, you know, talked about it. He kind of let us into his, his mindset, you know, he kind of let us know a little bit more about coach pop on a personal level, you know, kind of reiterated that, you know, everybody goes through things and they work through it and, Basically, at the end of the day, he's doing good. And he really appreciated somebody asking him, how are you doing? How are you holding up? So that that mm -hmm. was a touching moment, you know, at the Spurs media day. Uh, that kind of was, you know, an eye opener. You know, hey, you got to remember, these are people out there. They're just not uh, larger than life personalities, you know. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's good to see that side of Popovich um, uh, get revealed in front of the masses and uh, to a worldwide audience because those, you know, the Spurs were broadcasting uh, Media Day Live. So everybody, and I mean everybody, got to see that side of Popovich. And what I think is good uh, for the San Antonio Spurs and uh, Popovich because you don't know how much longer he has. Uh, he reiterated his age uh, at least once, I believe, or maybe twice yeah. uh, during the, um, the presser. So uh, maybe he's signaling that, you know, he realizing that hip, you know, my time is ending soon. So, um, but yeah, uh, it was a great media day, uh, you know, from Popovich blasting Morris and then him opening up a little bit about, you know, how he's feeling to even uh, DeMar DeRozan. And, you know, Joe, I'm pretty sure you're going to bring this up. I don't want to take away your fire, but, you know, he did address his contract situation. Yeah, he addressed his contract situation. But one of the things that stuck out more to me is we forget as Spurs fans what a great job DeMar DeRozan did in coming to the San Antonio Spurs via 
the trade with Kawhi Leonard. Mm -hmm. And he didn't really know the system. I thought by him just, you know, he learned as fast as he could, did a great job, I think. And being in the Spurs system his first year, you know, he, he mm -hmm. kind of exceeded expectations in that regard because when people, when other players come to the Spurs system, it takes them at least maybe two seasons, three seasons yeah. to really get comfortable. And I really thought he did a wonderful job of getting to know the system and doing the best that he could out there. And he said one thing in particular, too, during his uh, interview, he was like, mm -hmm. I went to Wyoming. And they're like, well, what did you mm -hmm. do in Wyoming? Why did you go there? They kept asking him yeah. for more and more information. And basically what he was saying, it's just like a, you know, get away from everything. Kind of find mm -hmm. your Zen, your place of Zen. Just, you know, I yeah. guess he was talking more from a, a spiritual aspect of things, you know, finding yourself and getting away from everything, de-stressing, mm -hmm. enjoying life, yeah. you know, getting away from everyone and, and the electronics and all the, you know, the social media stuff and just mm -hmm. enjoying himself. So... I, I thought that was really interesting that he did that because we forget sometimes that these players are required to play at such a high level and mm -hmm. they are people, you know, just like Coach Pop said, you know, everybody goes through things. So I like that he de-stressed and maybe we'll see him, you know, flourish even more in the second uh, season. You, did you want to talk about that? And not only that, but address the, the contract situation that he talked about. Yeah, I think the contract situation is the biggest uh, yeah. cloud hanging over the Spurs and uh, DeRozan this upcoming season. Uh, look, he pretty much said that he's not playing for a contract in so many words. He's saying he just wants to hoop his words. And yeah. I think that's the best approach uh, for DeRozan because I've said it before and I'll say it again. You know, if, if from the Spurs' viewpoint, it's almost, it's almost, it's close to a win-win situation in the sense of, if he resigns and picks up his player option or the Spurs extend him, fine. You know, he's an all-star. He's, he's a 20-plus point scorer, slasher, facilitator, et cetera, et cetera. That are, he's been in the system already for a couple seasons. So it can only benefit the Spurs long run. Um, but, but you just hope the Spurs don't give him a Paul Gasol-type contract if his decline hits faster or sooner than later. Um, but also it's a win for the Spurs, too. Let's just say they don't extend him. When he doesn't pick up his player option, then – Hey, that's that's twenty plus million dollars they could play with in free agency next summer. So um, I think they're okay either way. But if you're Demar Derozan, you're looking at the Spurs situation, and you got to ask yourself: If I'm Demar Derozan, is how much more time does Pop have? I'm not getting any younger. I'm getting older, and yeah. I don't have a championship ring. Should I take my talents elsewhere where I have a better shot? And not to knock at the Spurs shot at the championship, but, you know, should I go to uh, Clippers or should I go to East, back East, where maybe the, the Eastern Conference is an easier road to get to the finals? Maybe he wants to go so, back home to Toronto. Who knows, you know? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's, he's still, you know, in love with the city of Toronto. I can't blame him. You know, that's where he literally grew up as a teenager when he got drafted. Uh, so... Uh, all in all, this is something the Spurs have to address. DeMar DeRozan is going to have to address because if it gets to the point where they just don't know where they're going to be going, then you know something's got to give. And do the Spurs do a sign and trade with him now? And like, okay, look, DeMar tells them, look, I'm not looking to stay longer. You know, I'm not going to pick up my player option. Trade me, get something now. Or you know, he says, hey, yeah, I'm going to jump jump on board and lock him up before the summer even starts to avoid that, all that headache. So this is a big question the Spurs and DeRozan is going to have to address this season. Yeah, no doubt. You know, um, LaMarcus too, you know, LaMarcus is getting up there. You know, they, they kind of were telling them, you know, 
you're, you're kind of getting old up there. He's like, I don't feel old. I still feel good. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> he's 34 yeah. now, but he's saying, you know, he still feels like he can contribute at a high level. But that's another, you know, question mark as well. Like he's, you were ta- talking about Damar, you know, LMA as well. Um, mm-hmm. It's interesting to see what's going to develop here, you know, in this uh, this coming season. You know, the expectations are high. Once again, I, I know these guys like to go out there and compete, and they don't want another first-round exit. They want to go a little bit further into the playoffs. And even just mm-hmm. making the playoffs in general, you know, there's a lot of factors there. We, we say they're going to make the playoffs, no doubt. But there's a lot of other factors we don't know. Injuries going to occur. What could happen, you know, in this 82-game season? We just hope everybody stays healthy. And the Spurs, in fact, can make a bigger push in the playoffs than they did last year. But what do you think LaMarcus will do? You know, do you think that's uh, something that he's really going to think about, too? Because he did mention at one time he'd like to finish his career off in Portland. Do you think that might be something we could see? Yeah, I definitely could see that. Look, he's under contract uh, uh, for just and then one more season, which will be next season. And after that, that's it. He's done. Uh, with his uh, fulfilling his end of the bargain when he signed with resigned with San Antonio and the Spurs gave him that big extension. So if if he bolts to Portland after next after next season, fine, you know, I mean, you shouldn't blame him. He came to San Antonio. He did what he did. You know, he, he was an all star. He was phenomenal last season. Uh, 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 you, you know, kudos to him. He, he just, if the Spurs win a title, great in these next two seasons. If he don't, OK, fine. You know, but he did his best. Uh, but you're right. He is in the back end of his career, and the Spurs are sitting on top of this, uh, this treasure trove of youth from Lonnie Walker to Metu to Samanich to Weatherspoon, uh, et cetera, et cetera. You know, the Spurs are going to have to give them time eventually, and um, if it means parting ways with LaMarcus to allow these guys to flourish, then so be it. But, you know, that, at least for LaMarcus's case, that's still another season away so the Spurs can breathe easy at least for this season when it comes to the future of LMA yeah exactly so given all that you know we're kind of coming into the the end of our our quick uh, podcast today because you know we just wanted to talk about a little bit about what went hap- what happened in Spurs media day sure. you know there mm-hmm. wasn't very many players that they rolled out for the press to talk to but you know a lot of other things went on behind the scenes we got to see photos and the guys doing mm-hmm. you know the video bit for the intro that's going to be unfolding, you know, for the upcoming season, you know, but I got to tell you, Jeff, one of the things that we haven't talked about that we're going to, you know, bring this to an end with the start of a training camp, which is today, that means we're mm-hmm. getting closer to the coveted Spurs HEB commercials. Is that something you're looking oh, forward to? Oh Yeah, that's going to be interesting because uh, obviously, you know, Tony Parker is going to join the retirement club. So that'll be fun to see. Uh, you know, what, what's in store for the next batch? Will they use the rookies? I, I think they should, in my opinion. I think the rookies bring uh, some funny and they, they get it. You know, they get what it is to be uh, silly and, you know, funny, you know, uh, you know, for today's era of social media. So I would hope they get a little shine. Uh, here's the other thing, too. You know, like they need to step it up a little bit. I wasn't too impressed with last year's crop of, of HEB commercials. I thought they were OK, you know, but I've seen better. You know, the best were always back in the day before they even blew up with Bruce Bowen and Sean Elliott and Matt Bonner. Those were some of the better ones. If you really want to see some good H-E-B commercials, look at the very first couple of years. Those are some of the best ones. You've Brent Barry was a part of it. So um, those are the best ones to watch if you're on YouTube and go check it out. Yeah. You know, now we have this new crop of Spurs, you know, this younger, younger group. And it'd be mm-hmm. interesting, like you said, maybe they incorporate – 
you know, Lucas Samanich or Keldon Johnson, Q, you know, Quindary Weatherspoon, you know, yeah. or even Lonnie Walker in there. But one of the things that I'm really mm-hmm. interested to see, and I think this is probably going to be one of the better commercials, is, you know, Tony Parker joining the retirement bus, you know, with everybody else, like, you know, mm-hmm. Manu and Timmy, you know, and George Gervin and, and David Robinson. I think that would be a funny commercial to watch. That's going to be funny. And I also think, too, because um, that, you know, we'll see the big three finally in the retirement bus or the plane or wherever they're at. So that's going to be good to see. So hopefully uh, the Spurs or an HEB will try out some really good looking uh, videos this upcoming season. Yeah. You know, so we'll go ahead and bring this uh, podcast to an end. And again, Jeff, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, it's always a yep. pleasure having you. Uh, but before Not I problem, go ahead, buddy. before I go ahead and pitch it back to you. Uh, do you want to tell us a little bit about this NBA 2K news? I just saw something coming out about uh, <laughs> uh, some some interesting tidbits, and I know that's your forte. So, anything you want to let us know? No, 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 no. It's it's uh, it's nothing big. You know, I wish I was uh, you know letting everybody know that the Spurs are hopping on board the NBA 2K league, oh. but unfortunately they're not as of now. Uh, it's simply just the draft. That's all it is. It was just the uh, NBA 2K league is going to have their draft this upcoming Friday. Um, it's going to be the third annual draft, and the, as well as the second annual, second time. I'm sorry, they have an expansion draft, and I get it. A lot of Spurs fans ask me, like, you know, why, you know, when the Spurs are not even part of it. Well, because eventually they might be, and you know, why not get you ready in case that day comes where they announce that they're uh, on board, and you have uh, at least Spurs fans have an idea of what's going on. But I got to tell you though. Joe, you know this. These kids make some money, man. Oh, Just man. The game. They make some bucks. We're in the wrong profession, Jeff. <laughs> you have no idea. No idea. If a 16-year-old can win like $3 million kids. just playing, was it Fortnite or something? I mean, yes. come on, man. <laughs> yeah, laugh, laugh all you want about uh, playing video games for a living, but I'm pretty sure you would not laugh if you got one of their paychecks. Oh, no, dude. $3 million for playing Fortnite. You know, if I, I mean, if I was 14 again, I would be plugged in just trying to do the best I could because even and, if you're and not... now when you because you have kids, imagine they tell you like, you know, I'm really good at let's pretend 2K. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you'd be like, oh, you are. OK, let's let's get this going then. Yeah. Make make daddy some money. You owe me. There you go. <laughs> Got to pay your you keep. To be, to be a Serena Williams father. <laughs> there you go, man. So, OK, Jeff. But before we go ahead and end this show. Where can everybody go and see all the great content that you got coming out, not only for News 4, but the Spurs Zone and Locked on Spurs? Yeah, Locked on Spurs. You can uh, listen to us on any uh, podcast platform, whether that be uh, Google Play, Stitcher, iTunes, iHeart. Uh, pick a platform. We're there. Joe is a frequent contributor there. I am. And he'll be back soon. It's just, it's just It was just the offseason, really. It's all it already came down to. It was just quiet. But um, Joe will be back uh, soon, as well as many other guests. Spurs Zone News for San Antonio Fox 29, SanAntonio.com. Follow me on Twitter at Jeff G Spurs Zone. Love to uh, talk to you about everything silver and black as the NBA season 2019-20 is finally here. And also hit up Jeff with any nerd talk you'd like. You know, we're big oh, nerds, yeah, man. Yeah, so yeah. anything that relates yeah, that, to Transformers. That, that will start scaling back a bit now that the season yeah. is underway. So I may not be as active in that department. But, oh, no, don't get me wrong. You know, when I see Birds of Prey trailer come out or New York Comic Con news going to come out very soon, you know, uh, I'll, I'll be all over that. Just as long as we don't start talking, oh, 
Star Wars and and this recent oh, yeah. iteration no, of this we can trilogy. Talk Star Wars. We just cannot talk about this well, this recent this current trilogy. Yeah. yeah, current trilogy is just garbage. But the good anyway, thing is, though, Jeff, show. it's going to be put to rest soon. <laughs> Jeez, I can't wait. <laughs> All I right. can't wait. Now, look, I, I I hope I'm wrong, and I hope the the Return of Skywalker blows me away. But I, I'm not signing up the night before and getting advance tickets. I'll wait a bit before I go see it. Yeah, we're we're gonna have a Spurs, uh, not a Spurs, but a Star Wars roundtable soon enough, where we're gonna talk yeah. about that because I do have a new nerd podcast that I'll be unveiling in the month of October, which it just you know hit October right now. But I'm going to do something, you know, and, and you all just keep an eye out for it. So we'll have Jeff a part of this as well, and it's going to be a lot of fun. So we'll go ahead and end the show on that note. So for Jeff Garcia, I'm Joe Garcia. Thank you for tuning in and listening to another episode of the Two Shots Podcast. And like we always say, spread the love, stop the hate, and be kind. We're out. Peace. <laughs>